You're listening to Positive Pulse. I'm your host, Sandy Washington. We bring you positive news, inspiring stories, and helpful information. Thanks for tuning in. Positive news and inspiration. Positive Pulse FM. You're listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington, and in today's Positive News Spotlight, we are talking to founder and executive director of Going Places, a nonprofit organization, and that person today, which we are very happy to feature in our Positive News Spotlight, Miss Katie Blomquist. And Miss Blomquist is originally from Los Angeles, California, and she eventually made her way to my hometown, Chicago, where she earned her master's degree in elementary education at Roosevelt University in the Chicago area and after that she became an elementary school teacher she made it back to Charleston actually she moved out to Charleston South Carolina where she began teaching for six years and we are so excited to have you on our show today welcome Miss Katie Blumquist thank you so much for having me you are quite welcome well we want to talk to you about going places that's what stole my heart and that is why we have you here today. So tell us about Going Places. What is it all about? How did it get started? Well, our mission at Going Places is to provide the most basic childhood right, which is a right to joy, to low-income, high-poverty kids. And it was all inspired by a little boy in my first grade class a couple years ago. He was very unmotivated. And I kind of realized that he had never really been given a reason to be motivated. He didn't do any work, kind of learned a long time ago, I think, that he stalled long enough the subject would pass and he got away with not doing any work. And I just thought, well, that's not happening, you know, in my class. So I just realized that he didn't really get what's out there and all different things. You know, you have to do well in school if you want to go do all these cool things in life. And so I realized that I needed to kind of earn his trust and bond with him in a way that wasn't happening in the classroom. So I started taking him out after school and on weekends to do some of these experiences that he was missing out on. He lived with his grandmother who, you know, was very sweet, but caring for her own sick mother. She herself was sick often and he wasn't going anywhere. And so we started going to like museums and plays and real restaurants where you could look someone in the eye and order and then wait for your food. We started going to the beach. I mean, he lives in Charleston, has never been to the beach. And we went to the music store, like the guitar center, so he could play real instruments and so on, things like that. And so on his birthday, we went and did a bunch of fun stuff and we ended at Walmart and he asked me for a bike when I was letting him pick out a couple gifts. And here I am, a teacher, thinking more like the $20 price range. Right. And I just, you know, I couldn't shake the idea that he didn't have a bike. And so on the car ride home, I was asking him if his older brother, who was in middle school, if he had a bike. And he said he had a really old one that always broke and he could barely ride it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll do a GoFundMe and I'll buy Joanne a bike. And then I started thinking about all the other kids in my class that, you know, were from these low-income, high-poverty families and how many of them probably don't have a bike. The thing is, in these low-income high poverty schools, typically 90% of the families live at or below the poverty line. For a lot of these kids, when they go home, that's when their stress begins. You know, they're trapped in these unpredictable environments. They're not adults. They can't just get in their car and 
and go drive and, and decompress or meet up with a friend. It's from 3 p.m. on, you know, it's usually an unpleasant situation. And a bike, I realize, is going to give them that freedom and escape that they weren't able to have. And a lot of these kids don't own anything that's really theirs, a lot of, especially of value. I mean, a lot of them share a bed or sleep on the floor. They literally own nothing that's theirs. And so a bike was, I felt, was going to give them something to be prideful over and own. And you know, care for. And a lot of them are children raising children. It's the eight-year-old, the 10-year-old up at night, you know, changing diapers and getting the four-year-old, five-year-old up in the morning on the bus. They don't even see an adult in the morning some of the time. And so I realized this was a piece of childhood that could be given back to them or, you know, a lot of them have had and have seen un- unspeakable things and that innocence behind their eyes isn't there even at six years old. Mm-hmm. So it's going to give them some of that innocence back. And I was realizing all these things as I kind of reflected on the kids in my class and their home lives and kids from previous years I've had in my class. And I just thought, gosh, I mean, if if you're attending a Title I school, even that 10% that lives above the poverty line, they're not swimming in wealth. I mean, they, they could probably use a good high quality bike. So that's when I decided I was going to do a GoFundMe and raise enough money to get all 650 kids in my school bike. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, it went viral very, very quickly. And I ended up raising, it was a $65,000 goal. And I ended up raising over 80000 in about three or four months. That is remarkable. <laughs> that shows you just how much people care. And just starting with a teacher who cares. I think teachers are the best. I'm serious. And to have a teacher who goes out of the way and really shows that they care, you did a remarkable thing. So you went ahead, you started the GoFundMe account, and and then you said you raised over $80,000 for these bikes. I did. So I started the day after Labor Day, literally just thinking this will be a nice thing to do. I was sitting in my pajamas, watching friends on my couch, create the GoFundMe and just start sharing. I mean, it was that simple. And I had no concept that it was going to take off the way it did. I ended up being a guest on the Steve Harvey show. They flew me to Chicago and he donated $20,000. I went on the show at the end of October and it aired at the beginning of November. By that point, I had raised 17000 And from then until about January, it went from that to over 80000 It was quick. It went viral for a reason. And it's because mm-hmm. it hit this chord in people. I mean, I think as a society, we have these certain accumulative memories that we take for granted. It's things like riding a bike, dressing up for Halloween, swimming in a pool. I mean, these are basic, basic childhood experiences and joys. And I think we assume, well, yeah, everybody's doing those. Everybody has that. And we forget that there's in our own communities, these pockets of kids that aren't growing up sharing those same memories we have. And I think when I pointed that out to the public, it kind of hit everyone like, oh my gosh, I I didn't even think about that. What about what a kid deserves because they're a child? I mean, think about your own life and you could have all the food, clothing, shelter that you need, but take away anything that brings you joy. What kind of person are you left with? You're just a shell of a person. You have zero joy in your life. And when you're a child, four to 10 years old, that really affects your emotional development. And they could still have all those needs, but nothing that brings them joy really does affect kind of who they grow up to be. So that's where I decided this idea of joy kind of is a need, just not in the way that we typically think about it. 
That is so true. And just listening to you, you know, it's like the things we would take for granted, like the simple thing, a bike. And I know that had a huge, huge impact on those children in that school. You brought attention to that. It struck the hearts of many, many people. And then over $80,000 able to give all of those students a bike. That is commendable. Thank you. Yeah. You know, the New York Nightly News with Lester Holt, they flew a crew out and they covered the bike reveal. ABC World News covered it. It was a little blurb in Time Magazine. I mean, it truly went viral. Usher, he shared it on his Facebook wall. It really reached everybody. And, you know, last night I was on the airplane flying home to my, you know, back home to see my parents. And someone next to me asked me, so what do you do? And I started talking about it. And the people sitting in the row in front of me literally paused their movie on their iPad, turned around and goes, I saw you on the Steve Harvey show. Oh my gosh. Like, wow. You know, it, it literally reached people all over the world. And I think that it's important and it's good that we continue. We don't let this die. And so that's why I made a difficult decision, but I decided to leave teaching and I founded Going Places because all of that wasn't even tax deductible. Yet I was able to accomplish and raise that much money. Imagine what I could do full time with a tax ID and with already this following. And so I thought this was an opportunity that was not coincidental. You know, like this was really meant to happen and I can do so much more work for the good of spreading this idea of joy. So I did leave teaching. This is my first school year not teaching. I've been running Going Places full-time for about six months. And we also are going to implement starting next year the idea of the a joy of Halloween costumes and slowly continue to grow. But, you know, the Pepper Hill neighborhood, my school was Pepper Hill, I went to. The neighbors have said that this past summer was unlike any summer they've ever seen before because for the first time, they saw kids being kids. They were all in the streets, 15, 20 of them playing on their bikes being kids all summer every day and that's amazing you know that that is something that is something that is amazing and I do want to point out too here about just how you have been recognized to go out and request donations to get these kids this bike to bring joy into their lives that you were actually honored with some very great awards Jackie Kennedy created this award it's uh, for outstanding community service and you were honored that award. And I just want to point that out too. So tell us about that. So that's the Jefferson Award and our community, the board for the Charleston area selected me for the, as the March 2017 recipient for the Jefferson Award. And one person is selected to go on to the national level in DC to represent Charleston. It was wonderful. Our, our local ABC news station did this wonderful video and interview with me that they aired about that. And I was also selected as the News 2 Everyday Hero in Charleston at the beginning of November. So that was a really big honor as well. And it's so well-deserved. So well-deserved. Everyday Hero. I just love the sound of that. Everyday people who have a heart and a passion and who shows that they care are starting as a teacher. And you know, you never would have even imagined when you were going to school to be a teacher, the different steps that we go through, we never know where they're going to lead us when we're following our passion. Right. This is where it led you. And and I just feel like this is where you were headed all along. You made a huge difference in that child's life. He will never be the same, never forget it. And then he also turned right around and made a difference in your life. Just seeing these children be happy with the simple things that we take for granted, a bike to be able to enjoy childhood. So thank you for the great work that you have done, that you have started, because this is just the beginning. And I really found my purpose. And I think with 
filled with joy, these kids can find their purpose too. So these are our kids who are going to grow up and then affect our community, our country, our towns, our cities. And if they grow up knowing that people are put, donating their hard-earned money to bring them happiness, I think that will really affect how they then grow up and treat the community they live in. And this is a great place to start that is very good. So let's go to the website, goingplacesnonprofit.org, uh, goingplacesnonprofit.org. And this is where we can learn more about what you're doing, what's upcoming. We can donate, most of, importantly. And Thank you so much, Katie Blumquist, for being with us today. You are doing an awesome job. You are truly a hero for what you've done. Thank you. So thank you so much. Positive Pulse FM. Positive news and inspiration. You've been listening to Positive Pulse. I'm Sandy Washington, thanking you for listening. Please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, at Positive Pulse FM, and feel free to subscribe to our podcast at PositivePulseFM.com. Thank you for listening. Positive Pulse FM.